are live. This is the fifth episode of Three Count, live from the Studio 53 in Staten Island, New York, every Wednesday night from 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time to 8 o'clock, live on itsyourradio.com and Facebook Live. And welcome back to the show on this Wednesday, March the 1st. Yes, the first day of March here. Three count. I'm Rich Rivera, and I'm joined by a certified G and a bona fide Jew. Yo, Andrew. I love how you said that. I know you do. I really, I really, I really like that. Happy Lent, by the way. Anyway, this is Three Count, the show for the thinking pro wrestling fan. We got three major topics to cover in the wrestling world. And we're going to get started in just a little bit, but our Facebook chat is now active. You can go on Facebook, you know, give us your opinion if you want to throw some insight to the three topics we got going on tonight. And also, you can call in 347-927-5448 to always join the discussion. Otherwise, we're going to get started with our first topic. Drew, in 2008, WWE moved into its PG era, banning bloodshed and chair shots to the face and or the head. Uh, why should WWE, WWE ever consider lifting this ban that they've had in place since 2008? I don't think they should consider it. I think that's where we have to end the conversation here. And I will say, I probably at one time was one of those fans who wanted the blood, who wanted the chair shots. And when they introduced the WWE Network three years ago, we loved going back and we loved watching it. Two reasons why. I don't believe they should lift the ban of blood. They should lift the ban of tombstones, lift the ban of, of some names of these moves, like the crossface. Because number one, I'm going to be a father someday. I'm going to have children and I don't believe I would want my 35-year-old self bringing my son, my daughter, the whole family to see blood and cursing and vulgar language throughout the arena. Second thing, WWE doesn't need it. If we're having a conversation about lifting bands, it's only because the ratings are low, people are starting to stop watching, or this is a viral topic that's up for discussion, but guess what? They are doing just fine with the talent they have in the ring, with the WWE draft. Now, once have we said behind this microphone, we need these things to create a successful show. SmackDown Live has proven it. NXT has proven it. 205 Live has proven it. And Monday Night Raw will hopefully write some notes, Rich. Okay, so this is always a tough one because, yes, I'm a hardcore wrestling fan. Oh, I yeah, grew of up course. In, listen, I grew up with the Attitude Era. I grew up with all these guys, like these hardcore superstars, guys like, you know, yeah, they're ECW bred, but guys like Raven and Taz. And then you have others like, you know, Crash Holly. And I just remember so many times that they just, you know, bash each other over the head with a cookie tray or a steel <laughs> chair. <laughs> oh, and yeah. all the blood. The was, boiler room matchups. I love yeah, that. the boiler room match. Exactly. Yeah. But the hardcore, that's one of the things I definitely miss about the Attitude Era. It was like all those hardcore matches. But then over time, we, you know, we had to, you know, we had to protect the wrestlers. We had to protect the superstars. And I'm all about that. I'm all about their safety. At the end of the day, you know, look how many careers shortened due to concussions. You know, Daniel Bryan, for one, Corey Graves, who had a great yeah. career ahead of him, and now he's, you know, stuck doing announcing, which he's doing a great job with. He is doing a great job. He Absolutely. Uh, should WWE lift the ban on chair shots to the head? Absolutely not. Why risk their injury? Should they lift the ban on bloodshed? Eh, I feel a little bit different about that, actually. I think if the superstars agree to it and don't mind doing it, then go for it. I think something about bloodshed adds more fuel to a storyline that is needed. I think there's more story there when there's bloodshed involved. 
And I'm not trying to come out here like a, you know, I'm not trying to be sound sick and be like, oh yeah, I want more blood. I want to see blood. I'm not like that. If they don't, if they never bring back bloodshed, you know, uh, you know, uh, bleeding or whatnot, I'm not gonna lose sleep over it. It's okay. But something about blood always brought something to certain storylines. When you see promos and 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 all these vignettes to hype up a big match, something about the screen turning black and white and somebody bleeding always added some sort of uh, added a different element to a, to an active storyline. I think I like it for more of the storyline purposes, but if obviously the superstars don't want to do it, then I'm not going to I'm not going to argue it. Well, I like how we're sticking with the conversation of blood and I have all of the different things that are banned the past few years. Blood is a big one. I will say this. I don't like when a match is stopped because of a little blood. I don't like when Goldberg, for example, he's bleeding in his forehead and God forbid they didn't. They would stop the whole thing. The referee puts his little gloves on like he's a lifeguard and takes out the first eight kit. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that. I don't like that. That distracts the match. It distracts the show itself. Now you're really making it obvious that you really don't want this. You really don't need this. I really don't like that at all. I think if you're a father or a mother, obviously these things are banned because you're attracting young children, family outings. I would believe the parents could teach the child, hey, that's not real, or hey, it's not, uh, it's not anything serious. You don't see a PG-13 movie stop because of something. No, what happens? You see when the father, the son, the mother, the son, the daughter walks into a PG-13 movie or a show on Monday Night Raw, you are warned what you're going to see, and you will have to prepare your children and yourself for that. So do I believe in gushing blood like Hulk Hogan's face dripping? No. I think it's a little crazy. It, it can even bring a whole conversation of fighting and hockey. Do we really need but that? But you no want more? to bring the pile drivers back. Is, is, that's what I got right out of there. You want to bring the pile drivers back. You wanted them to be dropped, spiked on their head. I wouldn't mind. <laughs> I wouldn't well, mind. That's kind of a catch-22 right there. So I don't care about I care about gushes of blood. I don't it's it's you know, I don't want to see that, but I'm I'm with dropping them on their head and possibly ending their career. Well then that would be the responsibility <laughs> of the parent. Okay. That's and, and number two, it really depends who does it. Now obviously we have seen like Stone Cold. Wait, Coast but are Austin. you saying the bloodshed worries you more than somebody getting a concussion? It it's all about well. Well, I'm looking at it where how it's being portrayed in the ring. So we're seeing gushing of blood, blood everywhere, all over the place. It creates a very, uh, a, a very humane uh, situation. A pile driver needs to be done. It needs to be done right, and everyone shouldn't do it. I, I, who, who didn't like CM Punk taking John Cena on Monday Night Raw? I loved it. It was great. It was unexpected, but it's not allowed. That's where the Undertaker is the only one that can do it. But again. You know, as long as the camera angle is a sh- well, the two stone pile driver. Also, he's he's protected a lot of superstars with that move because now he doesn't drop them flat on their head. He kind of like lifts them up a bit, so right. they have a lot more leeway. And Kane never really dropped them because he no, was another, I, they never really drop on their head. The, in the two yeah. stone pile driver. That's why they, but they still I understand allow it. where you're coming from. And, and because a mistake can a mistake can easily be made. Absolutely, we saw Stone Cold Steve Austin, his whole career ruined 100%. because of that pile driver. And there's another move that I think that's that's being banned. If you believe it or not, Samoa Joe hasn't hit a muscle buster yet. Have you noticed that? Unless they're going to do something crazy for Fastlane where he's going to finally hit it on Sami Zayn. He hasn't hit the muscle buster, and I have a feeling that that movie is going to be bent. Well, I guess you look at it where you're right. This Sunday at Fastlane, Samoa Joe and Sami Zayn, if he doesn't do the move, then they banned it, yeah. They banned it, right. 
And look, the, I mean, Rollins moves. Speaking of that move, the uh, yeah, the running, the run, the, the turnbuckle bomb, the buckle bomb he does, where he runs and he, he lifts the, the opponent, yeah. and power bombs him on a turnbuckle. And the most recent case was with Finn Balor at SummerSlam, and uh, Finn Balor basically tore his tore his whole arm up. Yep. And that was that. Uh, so I I got I get that. I just think that was a, that's also that's a move, and also yeah, I can't forget he he hit the move on Sting, and that yep ended his career, quote exactly. unquote. Um. Yeah, that's a, that's a weird move because I feel like you can get hurt, but it's a move where no one should be getting hurt on. It's a, it's a, it looks like such a simple move, but for whatever reason, uh, these superstars that are taken are just not are not also. That's the other thing; these moves go both ways. It's not about the guy who hits it; it's about the guy who also is receiving the move. At, the biggest rule, okay, when you take a Styles class, Andrew, what do you have to do with your head? Do you tuck Lift it up? Thank you. Lift it up. Because if you don't lift it up, your whole face. How is many ma- matches have you wrestled in your career? <laughs> zero matches. None, zero I matches. Zero matches. Yet everybody knows when you're taking a Styles Clash, right. you lift your head back. You of don't course. tuck it in because that's how you end your life, basically. <laughs> that's right. Go ask Yoshitatsu. Yoshitatsu <laughs> took it a few years ago while they were still both in, when they were both in Japan, and he, he was he was paralyzed. He was nearly paralyzed. Man, this is a whole conversation because we went from lifting of different bands in WWE to move sets, and that's a whole nother Well, that's conversation. where it started. It started with the chair shots. It started with the bloodshed. Yeah, and, and then they started banning moves as they went along. The pile drivers went. The, the buckle bomb went. The curb stop went, which many fans are still pretty mad with because they feel like that's a move that you can, you know, superstars aren't meant to really get hurt on, but they get it because, okay, maybe stepping on somebody's head is not a great idea, and it's not a great example to show in front of the kids because they're probably at school saying, oh, let me hit you with a curb stomp, and then that's how you get a lawsuit. So no. I understand it. And then, uh, but most recently with the Muscle Buster, I think that, I think that's going to be a move that's, and the, that has, if it's not been banned already, it's going to be banned. And they don't mention it. They just sweep it under the rug. Yeah, they do it very easily. That's how they do it. That's that's their style. Samoa Joe's been ending matches with a Yorinagi, which is a move that's not going to hurt really anybody. Uh, and he's he's probably going to have the Kokita clutch as well. And that's yep. really that. I mean, I mean, if you remember the one of the first muscle busters he hit in the company, nearly ended Tyson Kidd's life. So that's right. one of those things where you know they they they're trying to protect everybody, but. Again, both moves go both ways. You got to be able to take it, but you also, you know, you got to be able to dish it out, but you also got to be able to take it. Exactly. That's, that's what it comes down to. We're up to topic number two. It was reported earlier in the week that Jeff and Matt Hardy will be leaving TNA. Uh, what is the best option for the Hardy brothers at this point of their respective careers? Uh, Jeff Hardy is 39 years old. Matt is 42. Are we looking at possible a possible final run with WWE? Uh retirement are they going to still travel the indie circuit are they going to stick with one of their own brands i believe they're uh they're behind omega which is another wrestling company are they going to stick with just running that what's the next move for the hardy brothers such a great question everyone is coming out and automatically saying wwe is the place they're going the hardys are not the dudley boys the hardys have a lot of connections they have a certain fighting wrestling technique I'm sorry, but if anything, they are—they left their prime, and now they're back into their prime. The whole broken, hardy storyline, it actually went really well. They were just with a company that can't afford to keep them going any longer. And reports came out this week that contract negotiations didn't go the way it was planned. And look where we are now. If they do return to the WWE, what you have to understand is 
they are not getting a title shot because they because they shouldn't get a title shot. They need to do what the Dudleys did. Put butts in the seats, allow younger guys to get over, go heel, go face, go your old character, your new character, and then go on your pressure's wave. Yeah, but look what had end up with the Dudleys. I'm, I'm sorry, but I didn't expect the Dudleys to just roll over and die, basically, what they did in WWE. I was expecting maybe one more tag team title run to match up so they get 10, and then... Retire normally, and then see there you go. And then why would you WWE give, Hall of Fame? Then that's that. Why would you give him a title shot? Let him hit ten, and then see this goes back to the pointless reigns again. Here, John Cena have a title shot for two weeks, and then give it to Bray. It's like, come on. I think the Dudleys they came there. They had that. Gr they had some great, great, uh, great run ups with I think uh, Enzo and Kaz. No. The Wyatts? No. Yeah, Enzo and Kaz, the Wyatts, the New Day when they were champions. They even reu they reunited with WCW. Tommy ECW. Dreamer came out of the... Not WCW. ECW. E ECW. Tommy ECW. Dreamer coming out of the fans and helping them. Then they even went... Fa sorry. Then they went heel. And that was a great run. Yeah. And then they retired and left. Right. What's wrong with that? Uh, listen, and there is, uh, I think there is more, it was more contractual than anything. Devon stayed put, obviously, with the company. He's, he's a, you know, right. he's a producer right now. Uh, Bubba Ray, Bully Ray, is out. He's doing things. I know he's with WCPW and, and, uh, some of the other indie companies doing work there. That's somebody I could potentially see going back to TNA just, just for some bucks. And he knows that once he gets to TNA, it's instant main event status for him. Uh, but it's, it's not about the Dully boys. It's about their longtime rivals, the Hardy bro, the, the Hardy boys. Uh, what's going to happen with the Hardys? Hardys are at an age right now that, you know, you're, you're probably thinking maybe they have at most three years each. Maybe Matt a little bit less because he's older. They're coming off uh, probably one of the best things they've done in their entire career with Matt Hardy bringing his broken universe to TNA. I think it's very creative for somebody who is up there in age, who's trying to keep it fresh. You know, I think of Matt Hardy, I think of somebody like Chris Jericho who's trying to keep things fresh at, at his age. You know, the list of Jericho, you know, putting seat, people in the seats and wanting to root for him and try to purchase his merchandise. I think Matt Hardy would be gold for WWE if they allow him to use his character. I know he has a lot of creative control over his character, and he could, he could bring it to that company. It's just a matter of if Vince and, and company want him to portray Broken Matt Hardy in WWE. And I just don't see a problem with that. I see why not go for it. Jeff Hardy, I do see coming back as the, you know, Jeff Hardy of old, the charismatic enigma, all that great stuff, and, you know, the paint, all that, you know, the crazy moves, what he did up front. Uh, Jeff Hardy's going to be a spot fest. That's pretty much going to be his role. Um, I, I could see it happening. I could see the, that one final run in WWE, moving on to the Hall of Fame and all that, but... At the same time, these guys also may just call it. They just may call the career without even doing a final run, which wouldn't make sense to me, honestly. I think if they have a chance to make extra money, then go to WWE right. and sign. But I would not be surprised they call it a career at this point uh, in their lives. Well, when I mentioned the Dudleys before, before, I guess I was looking at the Hardys as a tag team. If they return to WWE or return to a company, what they should do as a tag team. If we're looking at it as individual standpoints, I think they both should be separated. One's on Raw, one's on SmackDown. Do, the only reason why I don't want Broken Hardy in WWE, because two things. It's not going to work as well. We've seen it. Characters in NXT move up to the main stage, and it just doesn't work. Or the second thing, people just won't be behind it in general. People won't understand it. Yeah, you and me, we've seen the memes. We've seen the pictures. We've seen the clips from TNA. To some people. Yeah, because we don't watch TNA. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're, we're not that crazy. This is why Broken Hardy went nuts. He's like, no one's watching me anyway. <laughs> 
That's why I'm doing it. So I think they should both be separated. Sadly enough, because I'm more biased to SmackDown Live. Of course I would want Broken Hardy on SmackDown. But maybe putting Jeff Hardy, maybe putting Broken on Raw would kind of give Raw that boost. That if, Raw if, needs. If, now, that's what I just want. What's probably going to happen if they do end up signing with WWE, they'll, they'll, they'll retain their original Hardy characters, their original Hardy boys and all that. They'll, they'll have that, that final go-around Possibly as tag champs, they'll go their separate ways. Yeah. One goes to Raw, one goes to SmackDown, as you said, and then that's that. Uh, what what they do after that is is beyond me. Up to them, but I definitely see them going back uh, to WWE, and if not, they're just, they're just going to call it a career. That's that's how I see it. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Three Count Live. You can follow Andrew at Andrew Trigio. and you can follow me at Rich J Rivera. You can follow us personally. We love talking about WWE and wrestling on our own Twitter handles. Uh, we love posting stuff, and you can we always do. reach out to us and talk WWE. With us any time of the week. Does not matter. So we're here at topic number three because this is three count, three topics. There we go. Number three WWE Fast Lanes this Sunday live on the WWE Network at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. The main event, of course, sees Kevin Owens, the Universal Champion, defending his title against Goldberg. How do you see this playing out on Sunday, Andrew? The main event of Fast Lane. What, what are your predictions? Bold predictions for what's going to happen and who's going to walk away champion? If you're looking at my bold predictions it's really all about who's going to interfere in this match and it's between Chris Jericho and Brock Lesnar and Brock Lesnar if he decides to interfere he's going to go against Kevin Owens same goes for Chris Jericho and that's what makes this interesting you could have two guys right now Goldberg he is an innocent bystander because Chris Jericho has it out against his best friend who injured him obviously through storyline and now you have Brock Lesnar who I'm going against Goldberg. I'm not going against Kevin Owens. I'm not getting my match against Kevin Owens. Paul Heyman, my boss, is telling me, I want you when Kevin Owens is not paying attention. Because right now, he's not mentioning you. He's not thinking about you. He's thinking about his father, Goldberg. Even though it's probably not his father, but more of a father figure how old Goldberg is getting. Grow some hair, man. Oldberg. Oldberg. Without the G. So, what do I believe is going to happen? I'm going to be a little cliche. I think Chris Jericho is going to come out, and he's going to, uh, no, I think Chris Jericho is going to come out, he will co-break Goldberg, and it was a whole best friends the whole damn time, and then Lesnar comes out, and then ends up beating up, you know, clotheslining him, Chris Jericho, okay. and then Owens, and then that, that backfires. That's interesting. Kevin so Owens the next night confronts Jericho. You know, I thought we had a plan, and then we'll see what happens. Why not? Okay, so they had if they had the plan, then who would Kevin Owens face at WrestleMania? Just, uh, just off the top of your head, who do you think would, who would face? Who? Chris Jericho? No, no, Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens. Because if he walks out WWE Universal Champion, and he's obviously not going to be facing Jericho in that scenario you got there, who would he face at Mania? Well, then that goes back to the situation of who AJ Styles is facing. We have no idea. Yeah, we still don't know who it's that, so, the SmackDown Championship situation. Personally, I really haven't thought through that. I would think that the next night, Owens and Jericho would come out at the same time. Or they would find a way, because I do want a Jericho-Owens. Just remember, this is your only chance, because if Goldberg wins the championship next, next this Sunday, then that's it. You, your, your prediction's out. So who's, who's Owens going to face if he walks away champion? Oh, if Kevin Owens walks away if champion. We, if Owens walks away champion. I thought you asked me. If in your scenario, if Owens walks away champion and Jericho helps him out, and that's a whole right. ruse the whole time, that would, I think that would blow people away. But who would he face? I, I think of like three people right now that I could possibly think of. 
This is really it's tough. tough. I didn't think yeah, it's tough. But maybe somebody like a Finn Balor, maybe Sami Zayn. Uh, that's two Sammy right there. Sami Zayn wouldn't be a terrible well, Finn Balor. That would be way too quick. That's out. They're saying he's gonna be ready to go in March. So there, they they are saying. Uh, I don't know. I forgot who they. You know were. what? I guess it'll work because Finn Balor he had the championship. He had to get he, rid he of it. Lose. Yeah, it's the championship he Sammy, never really lost. Sami Zayn. Sadly enough, I think Sami Zayn should be going for the U.S. title against Jericho. Why not? Oh, yeah, that's right. He still has... I forget he has a United yep, States Yep, I know. Sad, right? I forgot about that. that's what Raw does. They put titles on people, and then they forget about them. That's why sometimes I think Dean Ambrose is on Raw, yeah. and not SmackDown. I, I forget. I forget. That's that's how it is. All right. I'll give you my bold prediction. But Sami Zayn comes out. All right. As bold as Goldberg's head. Like, bold predictions. Uh, no, I don't think that's going to happen. I just think WWE's not going to be as creative, unfortunately, Andrew. Um, I think... I tried. I, I think Jericho, honestly, I don't think that Jericho's going to interfere in this. I think Jericho is going to sell his injury for a while, and then he's just going to come back on a Raw one day. Uh, I do, uh, I don't even think Brock Lesnar's going to interfere. Because again, why would Brock Lesnar interfere in a match where he could possibly see himself face Goldberg for the Uni- Universal Championship at WrestleMania? So I don't see him interfering in that match at all. I see Kevin Owens doing his thing. He'll walk, he'll run out of the ring, he'll do his lap. He'll try to get himself disqualified and all that stuff. And unfortunately, unfortunately, I'm sorry, guys. This is, this is probably what's going to happen. He's going to try to hit him with a chair, and he's going to walk right into a spear, and then that's that. And Goldberg will lift him off the jackhammer. One, two, three, done. And this match is only going to go like four minutes. And I'll say Kevin Owens is going to put up a good match. The problem he's is gonna put up a good four he's going to make a mistake. Like Alexa Bliss and Naomi. Alexa Bliss comes out. She's doing well. She makes one mistake. She, oops, I lost the title. Kevin Owens will get a little too cocky because that's who his character that's is. That's Fight Owens fight. And yeah, when you least expect it, he's going to make a mistake. Spear, jackhammer, or the other way around. The end. Yeah, I'm sorry. That, that's... Uh. That's hey, how we unfortunately... I was trying to be creative. This is how, unfortunately, this is going to... Listen, my fantasy world, I see something completely <laughs> different. You see Goldberg growing hair? No, I, I just see it completely I different. I see I yeah. see Kevin Owens literally outlasting Goldberg, getting okay. him tired. Share it. I see Brock Lesnar, you know, maybe doing a spot where he does interfere or he does distract Goldberg in some way, and Kevin Owens capitalizes on that. I just don't see Jericho... That's not a terrible I idea. I don't see Jericho getting involved in it because, again, I think okay. it's, it, it's, it makes sense to him for him to sell his injuries that, that Kevin Owens gave to him. Uh... And then after the match, you know, Owens is, like, raising the belt up or whatever. And, uh, I don't know. Uh, something happens where the lights go out. And then, holy crap. The Undertaker? Uh, where, you know what? Where, where am I going, going with, this? with this? Where am I going with this one? Because I already, t- I already said Jericho's person. out. I already said Jericho was out uh, for a while. That's why I don't even think Jericho and See, Owens should face each other for the The reason why I am not saying Jericho versus Owens, because Owens loses a prestigious title... And then out of nowhere, I'm going for your U.S. now? That makes no sense to me. Uh, yeah, that, I like that, what that, you that, said, you're right, though. You're right. Bro- you're I right. like what you right. said, though. Take away everything I just said before, okay? Brock Lesnar goes to distraction, Owens takes advantage, boom, done. That's it. Okay, got it. That's it. No no, no one coming out afterward. Owens just shows the title of all the guy beat you, and that's it. Well, I like what you said, though, how Brock Lesnar, I guess this Sunday night, it really, really gives us an idea of what is more important to Brock Lesnar, the championship or, you know, uh, surpassing, well, beating Goldberg finally and showing the world that he is the beast incarnate. 
Again, WWE this, has a lot of potential yep. to do something great at such, right now, a very low-profile, low, very weak build-up, fast lane. They can have a chance, like last night on SmackDown, to shock the world, let the internet, let the TVs rolling. My hope is that fast lane truly gives us something to talk about next week. But for now, that does it for our fifth episode Sadly. of Three Count. With rumors circling that WWE will be replacing the on-screen authority figures... Who would you like to see run Raw and SmackDown? Ah. Tune in next week to find out our picks for the future general manager and commissioner of Raw and SmackDown. And don't forget to tune over to Hit, Hit Talkers, of course. That is Hit Talkers. It's in five minutes. It's your radio.com. And, of course, on the Hit Talkers mobile app. Otherwise, we'll see you next week. Take care. Have a good one.